1: Brought to you by Mid-America Motorworks. Pursue your passion at mamotorworks.com. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say Alexa or Hey Google, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. And while you're there, make sure you visit the Corvette Today merchandise store. You can also sign up for Corvette Today emails, notifications, and updates at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We have over 3,000 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. I'm also excited to tell you about the new YouTube channel for Corvette Today. See your favorite Corvette Today podcasts now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Aerolari Wheels, a true forged wheel with over 20 unique design styles to choose from for your C8 and wide-body versions of the C7, C6, and C5 Corvette. It's an absurd value starting at only 1988 for a set of 4 fully forged wheels. And use the promo code CT100 for Corvette Today 100 and get $100 off your purchase. Visit aerolari.com. That's a e r o l a r r i.com and use the promo code CT100 for your $100 discount. Also, Corvette Fever magazine. Corvette Fever has been relaunched with an online and printed version. The online version has incredible interactivity with hidden photos and information, and the printed version is nothing like you've ever seen before, huge and glossy. Get your free online version at CorvetteFeverMag.com. You can also sign up for the printed version there as well. Corvette Fever Magazine, come along for the ride. Also, MidEngineCorvetteForum.com, the forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette. Meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. Also, a shout-out to CanadianCorvetteForum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. It's time to get the latest Corvette news and headlines with my pal, Keith Cornett, from CorvetteBlogger.com. And to start off 2022, in section number one of the podcast, Keith and I have the latest and greatest on what's going on in the world of Corvette today. In sections two and three, Keith and I are going to take a look back at 2021 and talk about the most impactful and important Corvette stories from last year. First of all, Keith, Happy New Year. How was your holiday season?
2: Happy New Year Steve. Oh it was very good. Very relaxing actually. Not a lot of stuff going on here so I was able to get out and do some fun family stuff over the holidays but now it's the first of January and
1: we're ready to get back to work. It's time to get on to 2022 buddy. Well as we always do to start off Corvette news and headlines let's talk about Corvette production at the Bowling Green assembly plant
2: sure we have all know about the tornado that struck on december 11th and what's been interesting is that they had the plant up and running that second week so december 20th is when they were able to open back up again they only did like six cars that first day but then the second third and fourth days they did like 130 140 150 they were off friday and then off that whole week for the break between christmas and new year's so we've only really seen nine days of production since the tornado hit on the 11th wow so yeah with the holidays and such so last two Tuesday, they actually went back and were able to do 185 cars. So that was the highest total we'd seen since the back. So it looks like that's full production right there, 185 cars over two shifts. So that's really good news. I think that bodes well for things are back and running up to normal because we didn't see that couple of those days where it's 137. You kind of wonder something going on there. It could also be the Omicron viruses going around and getting people. It could be some personnel issues as well. Last Wednesday, they crossed over 11,000 on the 2022 VINs. Nice by friday they're almost at eleven five. so really moving right along and here's the big thing steve is as we look ahead january they're going to be off for martin luther king day on that monday okay but after that there will be nearly 12 full weeks of unbroken production available to us and the real key will be is if we can be producing cars that whole time at nearly 100 percent production. Because that takes us into March, and then March is when we're supposedly going to get the final build-outs for the 2022, those allocations. And then at the very end of March, we're thinking that the first orders might be coming in for the 2023s, and of course, that opens up the door for the Z06. There was that report that they were going to start production of those cars on May 9th. That's really an estimate. It could go later than that, but I don't think it will go any earlier than that, but it could go later than that. And I think it just bodes on what happens in that first quarter with production stuff's happening it's all good and they're cranking out cars we'll really have some 12 weeks here to really see what they're able to do and we also got fourth quarter corvette
1: sales numbers as well didn't we keith
2: yeah so gm releases their sales figures every quarter now and in fourth quarter we had eight thousand two hundred ninety-seven corvettes delivered it was a little bit down from the fourth quarter last year again we just had a couple different weeks of being out and again it hurt us at the very end there with the tornado that one week is 900 cars and that would have put us over nine thousand probably for the year it's a uh, a huge calendar year number though. We did 33,041 Corvettes over the course of the 2021 calendar year. We've been writing about this since 2005. And in fact, this was the fifth highest year of Corvette production since we've been keeping track. So it's a huge number. And again, we missed six weeks of production during 2021 because of the shutdowns and about 900 cars. If we'd been able to do those six weeks, we're nearly at 40,000 cars there. We are so close to really breaking the record for Corvette production hopefully 2022 will be the year that that
1: happens that's fantastic news
2: when I say breaking the record I'm talking about the calendar year numbers I think the highest I've seen over the past 15 years was 36 so if we can get 38 40 you know that's going to just be a huge modern day number there's big changes at the corvette plan over the last few years they've slowed the line down so they spend more time on cars there's a bigger gap between the cars and yet if they're still able to use those two shifts to crank out forty thousand. c that's going to be a huge number and that's going to make a lot of corvette owners happy to get their cars
1: that's outstanding keith it's good to hear that those numbers are up and everything's running at full capacity as well exactly also we have an update on some of those damaged cars from the tornadoes and when those cars will be rebuilt and sent out to the owners don't
2: we yeah so there was estimated 122 Corvettes that were inside the plant that were deemed unsellable. Insurance regulations, if any water damages get in there. Obviously, General Motors can't warranty those cars the way they could with a new car that's been protected the whole time during the production phase. They took those one hundred and twenty two corvettes. they put them out back, and hopefully you've seen the drone video of those the cars in various cycles of production. So what they've done is they replaced the orders for those customers that were damaged. So we heard back from one guy in December said he got the call. What they did was they resubmitted the order through their dealer. The nice thing was they were able to finalize any new changes to the car. Somebody might have been able to change an option or a color or something if they decided to. But they've been resequenced. And now we're seeing TPWs for next week on some of these cars. Really, it's only been two weeks of production. Two weeks off for repairs and then the holiday and then two weeks on for production. And already these cars are going to be going down the line. A bit of a delay, but very welcome news for these owners and glad to see that GM is on the ball and just getting it taken care of right away. The other thing that we heard about with these tornado cars and the overall damage, there's a website called The Insurer. And our friend Jeremy Wellborn, who's in the insurance industry, sent this over to me. And it shows that the insurance claims could go as high as $225 million just for the Corvette assembly plant. Wow. They're saying that about $175 million for the physical damage to the property, the equipment, the vehicles, and then another $50 million to cover the business interruption losses obviously huge numbers and you think wow gee they were only down for so long only those six days or so but there was a lot of resources that were brought to bear to get the plan up and running again that's why you have insurance i guess right
1: steve absolutely right buddy and those numbers are crazy but you know what in this day and age it's understandable and it is what it is
2: it is you can't get away from it you got it so you use it you get rid of those cars you wipe the slate clean and then you start over i think that's just really the best path forward absolutely right
1: also this next story keith was kind of confusing it's about consumer Reports first, they ranked us really, really low, and then they ranked the C8 amongst the best road performers ever. So, <laughs> I'm confused.
2: You wonder, are they using different people? Are they bipolar today? <laughs> My guy Mitch, that wrote the story, he says, Consumer reports giveth and Consumer reports taketh away. Exactly. So, yeah, they have this overall survey they do, and of course, we did really bad on one portion of it, and that's what we hear is that reliability. But this was the driving test, and they gave the Corvette a perfect five out of five. They like the acceleration, the handling, the braking. On the negative side, they dinged us for the tricky cabin access. I guess they don't like the hidden button under the boomerang there. And maybe getting in and out is a little bit harder for some people. But then they gave us 13 out of 100 on the least reliable survey that was a month ago. right? So again, they give us a great report one day. The next day, they trash us. Who knows what's going on over there? All the reports leading up to that previous one were all good. They liked the Corvette. They were driving the Corvette. They had it in their fleet. They were testing it. And then all of a sudden you get this survey that is based on the future. That's why we got dinged on that one survey was future reliability. They didn't know. They just guess. Right. Again, it's consumer reports. You just got to take them with a grain of salt. We'll uh, celebrate the highs and we'll lament the lows when it comes to them.
1: I guess so, buddy. <laughs> you know, they're different from day to day. So I kind of deem them unreliable and not a great source. But it's nice to see that they came back and gave us a nice report as well. So I guess it all balances out.
2: And, you know, they gave us a report on the driving, and that's really what the Corvette is all about, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Also, Chevrolet's clarified the first service visit for the C8, and I think that's
2: important news. Yeah, so we talked about this last time. So the blurb came out that they were going to increase the time period that you could have as a new C8 Corvette owner from 12 months to 36 months to get your free service change done, and that free service is basically an oil change, and then they change out the transmission filter. Right. Before, it was always done within that first 12 months. You know, I started hearing from dealers saying, hey, where did you find that? Because I can find nothing on it. So they came out with a clarification. Our friends over at the Corvette Action Center had this directly from General Motors. And so what they've done is they've extended the included maintenance on the Corvette for 24 months. So between 12 and 24 months is now the extension. Okay. What you can do is your transmission filter doesn't need to be changed until 7,500 miles, Okay. but your oil life is going to be done within a year. Let's say you get a new Corvette that first year, you just go ahead and pay for that oil change. But the second year, if you're getting close to that 7,500 miles, it might be then time to get it in there and get that transmission filter changed. And you definitely want to use your free service visit to do the transmission filter because it can run three, four, $500, depending on the dealership that you take it to. It's a little bit of a service intensive procedure there. Again, we talked about this last year. My belief is that a lot of the early transmission problems have all been resolved. We haven't really heard of people having transmission problems lately. True. Corvette people, some of us drive our cars very little. Over the course of the first year, you know, there might only be 2,000, 3,000 miles on that car. So maybe General Motors is trying to get some more life out of that transmission filter because you can go all the way to 7,500 miles. Again, we don't really know the reason why other than the fact that they said it just is more based on the driving habits of Corvette owners, just assuming that they're trying to extend it out a little bit longer just to get more life out of that transmission filter.
1: Sounds good. And finally, in section number one, Keith, top gear in the UK gets up close and personal with not one, but two new C8Z06s. How did that turn out?
2: Yeah, pretty good. So they sent one of their riders down to California where the two cars are out there, the coupe and the convertible. Really, it's just kind of a walk around for Top Gear magazine. It was their first opportunity to really spend time with these two new cars. And of course, you know, they just had their review out for the right hand drive Stingray that's been released over in the UK. So in reality, they're seeing the next iteration right after getting their first cars over there. It was a really good review. A nice walk around. And again, anytime we get a chance to look at these cars some more, you know, we saw them in those first days, Steve. I haven't seen them since. I'm missing them. Looking forward to getting out and seeing those cars again. But for people across the pond that want to check it out, it's a really good video review. So take a look at it. But it again, it's just a walk around. There's no driving or anything like that.
1: Okay. Well, I always get excited, buddy. I'm like you. I kind of miss everything. And every time I see stories about the new Z06, I get excited. I'm on the list. I'm ready to go. I want one of those z sixes next year.
2: Absolutely. Well,
1: buddy, let's take our first break. And in section number two, we're going to talk about 2021, the Corvette year in review from a news and racing standpoint here on Corvette Today.
3: VetFinders.com is the internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25 and every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight Generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E, Finders.com.
1: Mid-America Motorworks has been the industry leader and aftermarket supplier and manufacturer of Corvette replacement parts and accessories since 1974. We have what you need for all years and generations of Corvette. Whether you need a door panel or seat cover for your C1 Corvette or the latest shirt, jacket, hat, or lifestyle accessory to complement your new C8, you can get it at Mid-America Motorworks. So if you're restoring, repairing, replacing, or simply researching your Corvette, Mid-America Motorworks is the place to go. Visit our website at mamotorworks.com and shop Corvettes by generation or specific year. Or call us Monday through Saturday, toll-free at 800-500-1500 and talk to one of our Corvette experts to help you get the right part or accessory. Pursue your passion with Mid-America Motor Works.
0: And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, brought to you by MedAmerica Motorworks. Pursue your passion at mamotorworks.com. Keith Cornett from Corvette Bloggers here. It's our first news and headlines of 2022. In Section 2 and 3, we're going to cover the biggest and most important stories of last year in Corvette. In this section here, we're going to talk about news and racing. First of all, Keith, we had a lot of stoppages at the Bowling Green Assembly Plant last year. Supply chain issues, COVID, tornadoes, cancellation of the final quarter of 2021. Let's get a review about that because when section one, we talked about how great the numbers are and that's a tribute because we had a lot of stoppages last year.
2: Yeah, we said in the first section, I think there was about six different stoppages and none of them were all full stops. In October, we had just the second shift shut down. Right. The first shift was still open. The big news, obviously, for any automotive production facility is how good are you at sourcing the parts? Are you getting the supply you need, And then, of course, there's the personnel issue. For the most part, I think the personnel issue has been handled. They've got their team, they're trained on multiple processes. So if they end up losing some team members in one section, they should have somebody there that can bring in and cover it for that shift. So they seem to be working that pretty well when we did the NCM anniversary show and Kai Spandy does his seminar and he talked about just that day they had 30 people out because of COVID. When you have 1,200 people building cars, 30 is a pretty significant number. right? So, you know, they've done really well. General Motors has really stepped up for us. They're building Silverados without chips and heated seats and steering wheels and other components. Now they're talking about, there's been rumors of you might only get one key fob versus two key fobs. Wow! A lot of cars, they're still building with their parking and then waiting for the appropriate parts to come in. We've been very fortunate that none of that has really happened for us. I'd rather take reduced production and make sure that people get completed cars as opposed to somebody having to go back to a dealership in six months to get their heated seats, ECUs installed or whatever it takes to do those. Right. I think it's been pretty good. And then you have like the natural stuff, like the tornadoes, you have snowstorms. So there's always something out there that could rear its ugly head and strike. Kai Spandy and his team have just did a phenomenal job. I hope he'll do a seminar on the repair of the tornado damage at the NCM Bash. Give us an all an idea of what really was going on there. I think that is really big news, the stoppages, but also not so much the stoppages, but the perseverance to be able to press on. Like we said, we did 33,000 cars, which is the fifth highest in the last 15 years. That bodes very well for Corvette owners, as well as the team members that are building our cars.
1: In spite of all the stoppages, we still had some great numbers. True. Yeah. Probably one of the biggest stories we had last year was the announcement of the new C8Z06 and the new LT6 engine.
2: Well, as Chevrolet has said in many of their teasers, the sound of Corvette will never be the same. But started back in July, they put out a teaser of just the sound of the car. Corvette owners especially, there's a lot of long-term people that have been on list for a while now, but when that happened, there was just this huge excitement, all these new people coming over and checking it out, and then we got the videos, the teaser videos, we were at the ring with those videos coming out, you could hear the car under heavy acceleration. It's going to be an amazing platform, and it's just something that I know that so many people are excited about. There's going to be some issues. There's going to be some sales things, some shenanigans going on there with dealers. I'm really hoping that Chevrolet can get a handle on that because it really leaves a bad taste in your mouth if you're trying to buy a car and you can't, or you're getting jerked around with these high market adjustments. Yes. That's the downside of this new car, and that's probably the thing that I worry about the most with the Z06. Not so much any of the performance or reliability or anything like that. General Motors has done a phenomenal job on this engine. There'll be some things that come up, just like the transmission was for the DCT transmission for the Stingray. They got that licked in a year. They're going to throw all their resources at this car to make sure that it's running as top-notch as they think it should be. The Z06 is going to be a great car and it's very exciting and it's going to be here in five or six months. People are going to be driving it this summer. You're going to see the different shows. This is a real fun time for Corvette fans and looking forward to seeing what comes next with this car.
1: It's the tip of the iceberg, that's for sure, buddy. Also, we have the debut of the right-hand drive car for the world market. That is outstanding news from last year.
2: Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I think this story deserves to be in this section here is because for years we've sold left-hand drive cars to markets that drive on the right-hand side of the road. Japan, UK, Australia, obviously Australia is a huge market for Corvettes. They've had to transform the car so that it is a right-hand drive and to do that is very expensive. So the fact that they're able now to order these cars and get them directly from the factory as a right-hand drive car, A, you're just going to increase sales because it's more natural, there's less cost involved to retrofit that. And then you're driving in a natural environment. So the opportunity for Conquest and being able to sell more cars to that market over a competitor really opens up the world market for Corvette. We've always done well. We've always sold Corvettes in Japan. But boy, the second they did a right-hand drive, they sold three times as many Corvettes in Japan that year. There you go. The the right-hand drive, I know some people out there are lamenting the fact that these cars are being sold around the world when there's this huge waiting list of buyers here in the United States. It's part and parcel of what a manufacturer does. Their job is to sell Corvettes. Their job is to sell them as in many places as they can. We're hoping that we're going to see a lot more owners transformed into Corvette enthusiasts in those markets, and we'll continue to buy the car model after model. So again, right-hand drive, what a huge feat for the Corvette team, the implementation, the testing, and then the sales figures. I think it's been a momentous change for Corvette with the right-hand drives. We're just getting started.
1: Absolutely right. It's a huge accomplishment, and I can't wait to see how we can attack and conquer the world market with Corvette. I think it's fantastic. Also, Keith, we had two new women come to the world of Corvette, and I'm so excited about both of them. Sharon Bronner is the new president and CEO of the National Corvette Museum. She was on the podcast last month, and also Laura Clouser was named to a new position at Chevrolet. She is the sports car racing brand manager. Let's talk about those two ladies and what they're bringing to the table.
2: Yeah, well, these are really important posts, obviously. The Corvette Museum, near and dear to our heart, we're lifetime members there. We donate, we spend time, we go to the events. It's a great organization. Sharon comes from a background of museums and raising money and supporting the events at those. That is very good news for the Corvette Museum, bringing in somebody with that kind of street cred already. She ran the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum in Nashville for nearly 20 years. So you can imagine the people that she's been in touch with over... Over that time period, not only the corporate sponsors, but the people that donate their time and money and efforts to those. We're expecting big things from her. We know from your podcast, she talked about they've already implemented a strategic multi year vision for the museum. They laid out, I believe, it's through 2028 as a plan of what some of the things they want to get accomplished. I don't know if the museum has ever had anything like that that long range. It just kind of shows where her thoughts are and where we're going to head with that. The second person, Laura Clouser, obviously came to us in a little bit bit of a, I don't want to say a downer. Obviously, we all love Doug Fehan. We respect for everything he's done for us. Chevy, though, thought that what they needed a little bit better integration with their research and development for racing and more of a structured leadership there with people within the organization. We're both racing and Chevrolet General Motors. Laura had been there for years. She'd already been doing Cadillac racing. She comes to us at a pivotal time right away. We just lost the GTLM class. So there was the what to do there. Do we go GTD? Do we go with the LMDH program, which a lot of the top auto manufacturers now are looking at? You race that car at Le Mans, you're looking for the overall win. Corvettes have always been sports cars, though. I'm glad to see that we're going the route that we are. It took a little while, but eventually we got the note from Laura that there is going to be a GTD program for the Corvette. So they're going to downsize from the GTLM to GTD Pro. There's some changes there, but nothing major. You know, they're able to work with the balance performance to get the car where it needs to be against the others in that GTD Pro class. Secondary news is that we're looking at a future at Le Mans where there might not be any of these GT Pro classes anymore. They might just want to go a single GT class and make it customer cars. So what does that do for Corvette Racing? We've got two years to To figure that out. In the meantime, they've already announced that they're going to do a GT3 customer car. They'll do 10 cars in 2024, 10 cars in 2025. That gets us to our 20 that we need for homologation. Then that opens the door of what do we do at Le Mans? Do we have multiple cars? Do we have multiple teams running? Do we become like a NASCAR setup where we're supporting multiple Corvette racing teams that are out there? Really, the future is wide open. She's young, she's very dynamic, and she's got a great future ahead of her if she can pull all this off in the next three or four years. There's a lot on her plate. I don't doubt, though, that she'll get it done
1: as a matter of fact keith laura clauser will be my special guest next week on the corvette today podcast we talk about all this it's a great interview and look forward to that next week with laura clauser
2: yeah well that's big because we got the rolex coming up we got the roar i think in two weeks and then right after that is a rolex 24 the following week that all kicks it off and then everything's hot and heavy all the way through september october again we'll be tuning in to hear that one steve
1: timing is everything buddy timing is everything <laughs> <laughs> and finally our story let's talk about corvette racing you You touched on it just briefly, but let's kind of give an overview of what happened last year.
2: Sure. So we came right out of the gate. The number three Corvette picked up where it left off. It won the championship in 2020. Jordan Taylor and Antonio Garcia were dynamite, especially at the very beginning of the season. There's only the three of us that were racing, for the most part. The two Corvettes, and then there was a Porsche 911. We did see BMWs at the longer races, the four endurance races. But for the most part, it was just a three-car affair. The number three car did very well at the beginning, but then you notice the number four car started winning at the end there. Yeah. So we swept the championships again looking ahead there's going to be a gt3 car they're going to split the team uh, for 2022 where the number three car will stay here in the united states and race in the gtd pro in imsa whereas the number four car will become the number 64 car or maybe the number 74 car they're going to go to europe and race in the wec and then they'll probably bring both cars back together for selected races we know they're going to have two cars at the rolex my feeling is they might even have two cars at sebring as well as a two-car team hopefully at le mans as well so again Big news. I don't really know exactly who we're going to be racing against for 2022 in GTD Pro. So we're anxious to find all that out. And then it's going to be a little bit different of a racing. You know, in GTLM we got our choice of tire compounds, whereas in GTD Pro we have to run with Michelin customer tires. We also have ABS brakes. So there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, I think, not only for the drivers who didn't need to get reacclimated to that, but also just against the different competition. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out for 2022.
1: I'm looking forward to it i can't wait for racing to start back up buddy that's for sure Keith, let's take our final break. And in section number three, we're going to talk about the 2021 lighter year of Corvette here on Corvette Today.
3: American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call, 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. And now we're proud to announce that we can produce and distribute officially licensed GM products with a C8 Corvette. That includes the front splitter, the side skirts, engine appearance panels, and engine fluid caps. See everything on our new updated website,
1: AmericanHydrocarbon.com.
0: state of kansas you're listening to the corvette today podcast with steve garrett
1: hey thank you very much for listening to corvette today the podcast that talks about everything corvette brought to you by mid america motorworks pursue your passion at mamotorworks.com I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett. We keep you up to date on what's happening with America's sports car. In this third and final segment, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette from 2021. Keith, our big story, Amelia Hartford is racing to get the fastest C8 Corvette in the world, but she's got some big competition.
2: You know, I think of the stories of 2021, this was one of the funner things to watch was this competition between these different builders trying to break into the eights. Right from the gate, Amelia was out there. I think she probably held that record 9.4 seconds in a quarter mile for four or five months or so. Her best time was 9.36 at 147 miles an hour. But in the background, we were also following Anderson Dick over at USA. And his car, they were taking a little bit slower approach to it. Right, He was working in conjunction with the guys down at Late Model Racecraft to kind of come up with the overall package. And I think they really did a good job on it. They use a secondary controller that's mounted in their cup holders for the extra fuel loads. And there's a whole lot of great engineering that they put into their car to get it to where it was. Towards the end of the year, they're starting to creep up there. And then all of a sudden, out of left field comes extreme turbo systems. And they said, oh, wow, we had a customer car that ran 9.05 seconds at 159 miles an hour. And then a week later, Anderson Dick and FuelTech USA finally broke that eight-second barrier, running at 8.97 seconds at 160 miles an hour with their C8. These speed wars, these horsepower wars have been really a fun thing to watch for a lot of us. Anderson says he's going to try to take the car to seven. Wow. We know that Amelia, her car was a little bit beat up there at the end of the year, but she's done a bunch of updates to it to kind of get it back. She wants to break the eights. I hope that she does that. And it's just fun to watch these competitions as they go on. It was almost like a mini TV show for us. It was, okay, we tune in this weekend, who ran what and where. It just bodes well. It shows what people can do with time and money on their hands. It's, it's been fun for all of us to watch.
1: It has been fun. That was really one of the fun stories to kind of keep up with because everybody kept one-upping each other during 2021 with these horsepower races so it was a lot of fun
2: yep absolutely
1: also we had a lot of awards for the c8 last year didn't we
2: Yeah, you know, every time you turn around, it seems like there was another award or accolades being given to the Corvette. Some of them are great. You know, obviously, Japan's car of the year, that was big news. We already talked about consumer reports, and uh, (laughs) I don't know about that. But even little subsystems of the Corvette, so like J.D. Power gave the Corvette a win in the multimedia for its radio and its entertainment system. We see, again, the J.D. Power appeal study where the Corvette shows up very well in its first years of ownership. My favorite is probably the car and driver 10 best list because not only do you have these automotive journalists that drive everything for the 10 best, but Corvette, it's a driver's car, and these guys are drivers. It's just to consistently ranked. I think we've been on the C8 now for all three years of the 10 best list with the C8, and that just bodes well for the Corvette. You went on Sunday sell on Monday, we've had these monthly sales reports of the IC cars and how well the Corvette's selling, you know, and it's always been within the top 10 of the service. I think for eight months of the year, several months, it was number one or number two. So you can't get out of the way of that if you're showing actual sales figures and the number of the average transaction price as well. Again, just a big win over the year for Corvette. When the Z06 comes out, we'll be up for a lot of those previous awards again. Hopefully, car of the year, sports car of the year, the engine of the year, those kinds of things. So we'll be watching that closely to see what the market brings Corvette in 2022. The awards just keep on coming, buddy. Get out of the way. it's going to be an avalanche. There you go. <laughs>
1: that's awesome also this was amazing chevy put out a crate engine last year that was 632 cubic inches and 1004 horsepower all i can say
2: is wow yeah you talk about letting the big dog off the chain truthfully i don't know how many corvettes this engine's going to be offered in the zz 632 it's 10.36 liters wow the power level 1004 horsepower and 876 foot-pounds of torque. It makes its peak power at 66 RPMs and it revs to 7,000 RPMs. So it's a huge motor. As we were working on this list, I went looking for the price. I still don't see a price on it yet, but still thinking it's gonna be 20, 25, 30, somewhere in that range. Sure. Huge engine. Imagine popping the hood at the local cars and coffee and you showing that off. I mean, it's just a massive engine. Well, you think the a three fifty is a five point seven liter? Yeah. And this is ten point three. So it's it's almost twice as big. It's just <laughs> an amazing engine. And yeah, they call it their big dog for a reason. That's mind boggling. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Our final two stories, Keith, are some really feel-good stories. First of all, we had a Florida couple that exchanged their wedding vows at the National Corvette Museum and then took delivery of a C8 Stingray.
2: Yeah, you got to like these stories. This is Ralph and Jennifer Bowles. They were going to plan on tying the knot in 2020, but the pandemic threw a wrench and all that. So they stayed together. But they ordered a car. They ordered a 2021 Corvette Stingray convertible in Arctic White. They were doing a museum delivery with it. And I think it was her idea. She just said, you know what, let's go ahead and get married. So they brought in a cake. They said their vows in the library in front of that Dana Forrester mid-year big mural on the wall. And then afterwards, they cut the cake and enjoyed that. And then they went and took delivery of their 2021 Corvette. Pretty exciting for them, I'm sure. And then for the people involved at the museum, just fun to watch. People take these life journeys every day by picking up their new Corvettes. But it's fairly rare that you're starting off as a husband and wife that day picking up a car. That's a
1: fun story. And
2: I like to share those
1: with people. That's awesome. All I can say is, wow, what a day. That's a story to tell all your friends about. That's for sure.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And then these next ones are also feel-good stories. These are veterans who have taken delivery of their new Corvettes. Right. Bobby Carson got a 2022 Corvette. He is 95 years old. Luckily, he only had to wait just 30 days to take delivery, and he got the 42nd Corvette built for the 2022 model year. What happened was the dealers recognized that, wow, this guy's 95 years old. Let's move him up. Let's give him one of our first allocations and make sure he gets a car. That's how that worked out. And then another one, this was an Air Force. veteran, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Bavakwa. He was flying the U-2 spy planes and eventually was flying the Blackbird SR-71s. He is 90 years old. He got it from Wheeler Chevrolet in Yuba City, California, who had saw the reports of the 95-year-old getting a car and said, well, we need to do the same thing. So what they did was they knew Tony. He was on their list. They moved him right up to the top of the list. Now he's driving this car, and he says it's going to be his daily driver. This should be fun to watch. And again, congratulations to these guys, especially for their service to this country. And it's nice to see that they're getting a few perks for their age. Driving a Corvette should be something that everybody experiences. If you can do it into your 90s, that's even better for you.
1: It gives me something to shoot for. That's for darn sure, buddy.
2: Something to live for, yeah. And as you're driving these cars, you think, does that make you feel young again? That's got to do something to your body to make that rush. You're driving something that you wanted to drive. You're able to still drive it at that age. So, yeah, go for it is what I say just a great way to end this podcast with those two stories so thanks for bringing those to my attention again you
1: bet well keith thanks for being on corvette today i hope you enjoyed listening to our year in review of 2021 buddy we'll get back together in two weeks and do it all over again
2: sounds great steve i appreciate it happy new year to everybody out there in corvette nation and if you see on the road you'll throw up that hand because we're waving
1: thanks for listening to corvette today and please be sure to tell your family friends and other corvette enthusiasts about the corvette today podcast and also thanks to our flagship sponsor Mid-America Motorworks. pursue your passion at mamotorworks.com. American Hydrocarbon at americanhydrocarbon.com. True Wealth & Company at retirewithtrue.com. Also, Aerolari wheels, get $100 off your purchase with the promo code CT100 at aerolari.com.
0: You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today... You can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.